Would you like a jelly baby? Engage all the systems. Aye. Engaged. Clear all mornings. Cleared, sir. One quarter impulse power. You know how to fly, don't you? No. Do you? Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. The Force will be with you, always. How you doing tonight, Grant? Hi, I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing excellent, excellent. And I want to yeah. welcome all the new listeners because we got a ton of listeners when we did the Galaxy's Edge episode. Yeah, that really took off. We, we don't, we really don't know what happened, but thank you for listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> did we go viral? I don't, I don't know, know, right? <laughs> but there were a lot of downloads. So welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy it. And and now, like the pressure's on, Grant. We have to make it look like we know what we're talking about to these people. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess it would be safe to let everyone know that we do cover, uh, you know, Galaxy's Edge and Star Wars and and Disney's type stuff, but we also talk about a lot of other stuff, a lot of other geek interests. So if, if you did, if you haven't uh, started at the beginning of the podcast, if you're just jumping in, welcome, and uh, you know, hopefully you enjoy the ride. And I think I, I I think we came up with a tagline: all your geek news and discussion in one podcast. Yo, I love it. There it is. So yeah, so tonight, what are we talking about tonight? Since we're we're talking about what we talk, all the things we talk about. All right. So tonight we we're going to start a little bit with some uh, just some general news. We have uh, well, we we're going to talk about this later. But over the weekend, we did see Captain Marvel, uh, the movie, and uh, we'll talk about that later in the show. But um, in terms of Disney, uh, the next big movie coming out from them is Dumbo, and uh, we saw some trailers for that. Uh, I think I think it was a new trailer this week or a, a fuller trailer. It was very the trailer was much um, happier, you know, than than the other ones that had been. The other ones were much more. Uh, low key and um, uh, almost little, sad, and a little creepy in some cases. <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. And so the last one, then they played in front of Captain Marvel, but um, it was very like big and happy, and you know they show the uh, Dumbo flying around. And I don't know if it's just me getting used to the how Dumbo looks, um, you know, the CG with him, or if they've tweaked it. But like at one point, I actually tweeted out, you know, somebody had posted a picture of uh, of Dumbo, and I'm like, you know, basically, like, the thing looks creepy. Like, it's kind of weird looking. <laughs> and, um, you know, but now he, he, it, it, he actually looks cute now. So, I, again, I'm not sure if it's just me getting used to him or if it's maybe some maybe somebody, you know, Disney sort of like, hey, we got to cuten this thing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think, you know, sometimes when they do those trailers, and we'll talk about this in a, in a second with the other trailer that came out. All right. Um, I, I think sometimes when they do these trailers, they're not always. I, do you think like maybe it's not the animation is not co- totally complete, uh, and they I just get the trailer out there to to kind of like you know get the get the word out. But um, we saw s- sort of a similar thing with the Aladdin teaser trailer that came out a few weeks ago, where right. the genie did not look. You know, I, I, I mean, I was fine with it, but I know a lot of people were like, "Man, the genie looks terrible." Well, yeah, I even thought that the one, uh, this was, we're talking about the trailer, the teaser trailer they played during the Oscars, the camera comes up behind the genie at one point and he's his big blue self and the animation, it, like from what I know about um, stuff, it didn't look finished. Like they looked like they needed to do a couple other passes on it before it was fully finished up. And that, that actually leads us into the next trailer, the, the, the Latin trailer they released was that, that was just today, right? Yeah, I think it was just today. Yeah. Um, now they released that, and now that was very polished yeah. and very finished, and um, it pretty much changed my entire my entire uh, outlook on the movie. Yeah, um, I mean, this was like a full trailer, right? Yeah. Like it was like, the other one was just teaser. This was like a full trailer. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it was good, and you. Were, I personally, I mean, really got to see Will Smith shine as the genie, and um, it kind of, you know, I sort of was like, all right, I'm in, you know. Yeah, I, you know, and they, you know, we got a little bit of the music, and yeah, we saw a lot more of the genie. We saw a lot of, more of Aladdin and of Jasmine. Yeah, they um, showed they showed all the main characters. Apu, we saw we saw Apu looks really good. I mean, every I thought I I thought this movie looked great. I mean, or the, the all the scenes from the trailer.
trailers look really look good. I think so too. I'll be excited to see. You know, again, can they pull it off? My, like we had mentioned in the previous podcast, uh, somewhere along the way, the, my biggest concern was the Will Smith as a genie, and I mean, I think he's going to nail it. I hope he does. You know, I'm yeah, kind of kind of rooting for him now. Yeah, I, I really hope that I want this movie to succeed. I really like the animated Aladdin movie, and um, I, I want to see this movie do well. Same. I, same. Like, I like Will Smith. I, I do too, and he's one of those guys where like i remember you know years ago i like really liked him and then he kind of like kind of fell out of favor like with me personally just sort of like i'm like i kind of got tired of him i guess basically like i know he even he turned up in suicide squad as deadshot and um i was like meh like you know i wasn't that excited about it i'm right. like eh, whatever and uh but you know so i was hesitant to say the least um when he was cast as the genie and you know trying to fill robin williams shoes but um the trailer you know they definitely got some of his comedy across in the you know in the trailer and uh yeah, I was excited for it. I, it, it like I said, it, it really turned the it turned the page for me and, and made me uh, become much more excited about him in the role and, and the movie itself. So looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. So oh, and we shared this one on our Facebook page. So if you haven't seen it, go ahead out to our Facebook page and check it out because it's really worth yeah. seeing. All right. And now the what's the next topic we had was the, we got like a rumor. Is it a rumor? Or is it confirmed about this, Time Bandits? Yeah. So this is a confirmed apparently. Taika. Watiti, I think, I think that's, that's right. The director of Thor Ragnarok and many other things. But um, he will direct and co-write the Time Bandits. Uh, they're saying the series adaptation for Apple. So I guess Apple sounds like they're going to get into the streaming business um, in some capacity. Um, so I'm not sure about Apple's streaming service. I'm not sure what that's going to look like. But the exciting part was that Time Bandits is apparently going to be a series now. So um, there's very, very little information on it. I just remember Time Bandits. I mean, it was uh, just one of those movies when you were a kid and had all the little people in it. And yeah. um, it was just one of those movies that like shouldn't really even have existed but yet it did, and it was always if it was on, I and mean, we would watch it, and we I had it on tape, and we I don't know, it was just one, it was always around, but it just never, um, it, it it's it's almost like it got lost in time to a certain extent, whereas like a lot of other movies from back then have been revisited or has like a huge fan base, whereas this is one of those movies where I still I really liked it, I loved it, you know. Yeah. And uh, but it's just kind of tucked away over there in its little private space, and so it was it was neat to see that they were going to make another take another go at it, and um, you know to bring it back. And I'd be curious to see how they handle it. Yeah, um, you know, if it's going to be a, a TV show, more episodic to an extent, or I mean, you know, I I the the gimmick of the other one was that it had all the little people in it, and you know, are they going to do that again? I get you know, can they? I don't want to say can they get away with that these days, but like, is right, that something? Is that appropriate? Like, you know, is that appropriate now? Right. Um, so I, yeah, I remember almost like I remember watching this movie and I remember enjoying it, but I couldn't tell you almost anything about it. <laughs> like, I couldn't tell you what the plot was. I can't tell you how it ended. Like, I, I remember seeing it. I remember renting it on video a, a number of times when when I was a kid, but I, I right. haven't seen it since then. But I remember, I, yeah. I remember liking the concept and everything. So it's it'll be exciting to see what they do with it. I like I like it when they take these old properties and they and they breathe new life into them. So I, I you know I'd like to see this see what they do with this. You know. Yeah, I do too. I'm the same as you. I love I love seeing them take an old property and dust it off and you know see how they can you know whether it's recreating it, adding on to it. Um, you know, it'll be neat to see. I'm excited for it. And, uh, yeah, the, the basic premise is like the time bandits are all these little people and they steal this map from the Supreme being and it has all these like wormholes through time that they can jump through. And like, I think their goal is to get rich. Like they start robbing people okay. by doing this. Um, but then it, in, while all this is going on, uh, evil personified starts chasing them and so the very end of the movie comes down to spoiler alert from 1981 but the very end of the movie comes down to they're being like chased and defeated by this guy that's evil and then the supreme bean shows up and then there's a clash between these two guys but it's all very very like um downplayed like the supreme bean shows up and he's like this british guy in a suit he's like all right then what the, what's going on here you're like you know like <laughs> <laughs> and the evil guy's just very theatrical and over the top and i don't know and i just remember really getting a kick out of it and really enjoying it yeah i, I like i said I, I i remember absolutely nothing about this i remember i remember watching it and i don't remember anything about it <laughs> so but anyway if um taika watiti taika watiti 
Yeah, if he's involved, I mean, just based on uh, Thor Ragnarok, as fun and uh, you know funny as that was, uh, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm interested to see you know, see more of it from him. So and out of left field, sorry, just right. out of yeah, left field. It's like, like you know, in the news today, I'm like, wait, what? You know, so. Yeah, I, yeah, it really did. It was like I was like, "Is that a thing?" <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> like I knew exactly what they were talking about when I when I saw the article, but I was kind of like, "Really?" I mean, I'm glad, I'm happy. I'm, oh I'm yeah, happy, yeah. You know. So anyway, as you were saying, good. Okay, uh, but it, so now we got we got something that's beginning, and then we got word this week of something that's ending. Yes. So, uh, so they announced this week that after seven seasons, Arrow is after well, it's going to be eight seasons. Arrow is uh, is ending on right. the CW, and uh, I don't know what do you what do you think? Like I always I I enjoyed Arrow. I liked it. I probably I hung in there for probably the first four seasons, four or five seasons or so. I think that's and, where my wife and I were watching it, and I think that's where we got. I think we got to season five and then kind of lost lost track with it. Right. Right, and it's not because I—I I, I mean, I liked the show. I mean, I didn't—I didn't love. I'm gonna sit here and say I loved it. I—I I liked it. Right. Uh, I, it was just that there's a lot of other things that kind of caught my attention, you know, that I'd rather see. It kind of—it yeah. kind of happened with me with Flash too. Like I liked the Flash. I really yes. liked the Flash more than I liked Arrow, but it was the same sort of thing. Like I, my like I just sort of got off track with it and i haven't i haven't been back yeah that's kind of what happened with us and too and one of the things that you'll i'll talk about with various things is i always talk about how much i enjoy short seasons where it's like if you know if you have a story to tell and you can tell then six episodes or eight episodes or 12 whatever um i'm a big fan of that just you know take the amount of time you need to tell your story um unfortunately for the cw shows they're locked into the network tv model so every year they have to pump out 23 shows yeah and uh, you know it's i'm not they do a good job and i like i said i've enjoyed their programs and their shows but um 23 and then they have how many superhero shows now there's flash or there's arrow flash supergirl right legends of tomorrow right is that still on? That's still on, right? right. And, and then, then, and then, Titans is coming. Well, that that's already been on. That's on their streaming service, so that's okay, different. Okay. Um, but then there's also Black Lightning on CW. Okay. So they're all their DC shows there, and then they have uh, Batwoman coming in the fall, and. I think that's it for right now. Yeah. So, and then, then just as since we're talking about, they, DC has their own streaming service now, right. and it's kind of a combination of streaming service, service slash Marvel Unlimited, in that they have a couple um, TV shows over there that they're producing for, and they actually have quite a few shows lined up in production. Uh, Titans, you mentioned. There's uh, Doom Patrols on there right now, and um, they see something about a Swamp Thing. Yeah, I think show. Swamp Thing. Yeah, he's going to be the next one that's going to pop up on there. And then I believe I just read they started production on Star Girl, and that'll be okay. the. Um, now I haven't watched any of these. I don't subscribe to the service or anything. Yeah. Eventually, I, I again one other one of those things where I'm, eventually I would like to subscribe and check it out. And then if I didn't say it, but they also have comics on there too. So then apparently there's, I don't think their library is anywhere near Marvel Unlimited, but there are some comics on there that you can read and download and do that sort of thing over there too. I really liked Arrow. And I and, and and like the Green Arrow was actually one of my that was one of the, one of the characters I really liked that when, when we were collecting comic books when we were yeah kids. yeah um and and the thing was he didn't have a comic of his own then I don't think like, not it was like, yeah when we were I, yeah he eventually he would get series like he would get like these little short run four or five book series yeah I'm and it, and I would pick I I usually pick them up when I saw them and he he did eventually he had a series whereas Batman had as the Dark Knight, that was sort of kind of redefined Batman for uh, in the 80s and for that generation and for us when we were kids and stuff. Um, Green Arrow had one called The Longbow Hunters. Okay. And that was, but that came out several years after Dark Knight. Um, but that sort of kind of revamped him and sort of took him and made him more, you know, realistic and more um, grittier, grittier yeah. would be the word for it. So, but, um, you know, it was interesting to see them take Arrow, Green Arrow, and to put him in the TV show. Because, I mean, they really, I mean, they took a character that, although he was around for a long time and had a pretty big backstory, they really, I mean, they added a, a lot to his, yeah. his to the mythology of the character. Yeah. You know, he was, gave him gave him like a home base and stuff that like a, you know, that he never had before. Yeah. I mean, he really wasn't, I mean, he's certainly not, I wouldn't call him one of DC's a list characters. Right. Um, 
but like what they did with this TV sh- show is they really made him kind of a, a an important character in the DC in the C- DC universe. Yeah. I, you know, and I I was really happy. I mean, I really thought how they did the show was really clever. Like I liked the first few seasons when when it was like the island thing. You know, oh, and then yeah. they, they sort of played that out for you know they, that sort of got a little yeah you know right. convoluted at one point, but. <laughs> But like those first two seasons, when you're when he's still like piecing together everything that happened, I just I thought that was great. I thought it was really clever how they did it. Yeah, um, I was really cl- really clever how he learned how you know how to be the Green Arrow. I mean, it was... I always enjoyed that because uh, in the original comics, like he like got he got you know trapped on this island, and there's various different stories over the years. But basically, like you know, get went to the island, got trapped there, learned all these survival skills, um, and then came back as Green Arrow. And you're just kind of like, well, okay, okay, you know. Whereas this really f- was able to flesh it out, yeah, yeah, and say, okay, here's what happened. Here's how I, here's how this really happened. Here's who he trained with, and it just, you know, added a lot of credibility to it, and and it told a good story along the way, which was fun. Yeah, it's just like as as the seasons went on, it's sort for me, it got a little convoluted, and I kind of lost my interest. But but yeah. I, I I thought the first like two three seasons of the show was really really strong. Yeah, I enjoyed it too, and the uh, it was interesting to see them take some of the elements from um, Batman and graft them on the Green Arrow for various things, like the whole uh, Rashad Ghoul and uh, right right. Yeah, that's all. That's all straight out of Batman. But they took it and used it for Green Arrow. And I mean, you know, it, it wasn't bad. It was, you know, at first I'm like, oh, they're, you know, I'm like, why? Did, I, I don't know. First I was like, oh, well, why? Why don't they just do a Batman show? But it worked out great. I mean, yeah. they, um, you know, they were able to take it and, and really uh, eventually you kind of forgot about that, and you're just like, all right, this is the show. This is what he's dealing with, and I enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think Stephen Amell. I, I don't know. I don't know that DC has officially acknowledged this or anything, but I think Stephen Amell when he. Uh, posted on Twitter said that you know just because the show's going away doesn't mean the characters are going away. So you know n- now they've got this you know they've got a pretty fully fleshed out universe over there on the C- <laughs> CW. Yeah. So you know they're probably going to show up as you know in crossovers and stuff like that. So it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, well, I guess I, I'll talk about a rumor that I did hear is that so apparently so this year they every year the last couple of years they've done like a crossover every year where you know the shows all crossover with each other. Uh, last year it was Crisis on what do they call it Crisis on Earth three or Crisis on three Earths or something like that. Okay, and it was a, a very much of a prelude to um, now this coming year they're going to do actual Crisis on Infinite Earths. That's what they're okay. calling it. They're like flat out, and you know if, if anybody doesn't know that's from the comic books and that's from years and years ago. But DC used to have all these multiple Earths, all these multiple um, you know dimensions with all the heroes are lived on various ones from different times and different companies that they had purchased. Or right. like uh, you know Shazam was on an Earth and Blue Beetle because he was from a different company was on a different Earth. And at the end of the crisis, they just took everything and just smashed it all together into one one Earth. And that's that was the crisis. And you know all it was what's the tagline? Uh, you know planets live, planets die, or something. Uh, heroes yeah, live, yeah. heroes die. But you know people were dying left and right. Like the original right, right. Wonder Woman died. The, the original Superman went to like a special dimension, which was basically heaven, but they didn't call it that. And um, you know they they were able to shuffle a lot of the older characters off. Anyway, back to the TV show. Um, there's a rumor that that's what they're going to sort of use the crisis for is to either give Green Arrow a a heroic send off, like a, maybe possibly a heroic death, right? A la Crisis, because in the Crisis. Um, well, which is also interesting is that in the original Crisis, Barry Allen and Supergirl both die. Right, right. So, I mean, and right now they both have TV shows heading into the a big Crisis on Infinite Earths event. <laughs> so, you know, I was actually kind of surprised when I heard Arrow was ending. I was waiting to hear that Flash was ending or, or the Supergirl yeah, would right. end, you know. Um, so, anyway, it'll be interesting to see what all – what I – I'm excited for the event and I haven't really, like I said, I haven't been keeping up with the shows, but I am excited. I, when I heard about the event, I said, all right, that's going to be something neat and, and special. That, that so. may, that may prompt me to uh, try to catch up on all this stuff before the crisis on infinite earth starts. Cause we, we mentioned this in our first show when we were kind of introducing ourselves, um, the crisis, the original crisis on infinite earth is kind of what pulled you and I into comic book collecting in the first place. That's what really got us into it. I think we were buying a few things here and there, but that was what really, you know, that's what, sparked yeah, that, our interest. 
Well, we were buying all like other like all or um, like licensed properties like uh, with Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Transformers, right. GI Joe, and um, you know, and all of a sudden the crisis started happening, and, and we we probably subconsciously you knew those characters from the Super Friends, and you know, but so we start picking up the books, and we're like, what? They, they just killed the Flash, you know? I was like, yeah. you know, wait, 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 what, what? You know, I remember just being so surprising and shocking that 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 happened. You know, you didn't expect that. Yeah, who who would have thought that we would one day see this on screen? Like, I remember yeah. what. I think we probably speculated about that when we were kids and never thought it would happen. <laughs> so it'll be kind of cool to see this. It really will, yeah. And just, I'll be curious now, like, uh, apparently the um, uh, Black Lightning TV show, although it's on the CW, is not part of the, the CW, or not part of the Arrowverses, which is what they call those other shows. So, like, he's never interacted with anybody. So I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the crisis, maybe he would be part of that universe. I saw one uh, bit of, it was a, it's totally a rumor. And I, I don't know how trustworthy the source, source was because I didn't recognize it. But I saw something when I was doing research for the show today uh, about a, a rumored Dr. Fate television show. Really? I didn't hear about yes. that. Oh, that's so interesting. I'll send you, if I can find it again, I'll send you the link. I only saw it in one place, so I don't know how reliable it is, but I did hear that. Yeah. Well, that would be interesting to yeah. see how they so would do that. that. Was, that was like your Dr. Fate was your thing. I always liked him, yeah. And he'd be pretty ripe for um, for a TV show because there's a character that's been around forever. Yeah. And he has a lot of, like, backstory and a lot of, like, cool stuff that comes with him. But, like, he's never really had his own monthly series in and out where it's like, all right, here's his status quo and here's, here's who his friends are and here's how... You know what I mean? Like there has never gotten that structured. I mean, he's had series here and there, but it's it's always been different and different creative teams. And so he'd be really ripe for the uh, you know for picking. Basically, the, the yeah. interesting thing about him is just with him and his helmet, they'd really have to delve into who's under the helmet. You know, like because you can't have the guy wearing the helmet the whole show. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But it, but it, it could be really neat. I, that'd be I'd be very interested to see that. Yeah, I'll send you that article when I find it. No, oh, cool. Uh, All right. So, so I had one more thing I wanted to talk about before we got into our review, because I think this kind of, this is sort of big news, but it kind of got overshadowed by everything that was going on with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It kind of got, you know, off the, <laughs> shot <laughs> off the page. But uh, coming to Amazon Prime in 2020 is a uh, Lord of the Rings series. Okay. Uh, television series. It's going to be streaming only and uh, not a lot. We we sort of knew, I mean, it's kind of been out there in, in the internet that it was coming. Everybody sort of knew it was coming. I think Amazon acknowledged it, um, but nobody really knew anything about it. And then just in the last couple weeks, there's, they started releasing some information about it. And, um, it was kind of cool how they did it. They have a Lord of the Rings uh, Twitter. Uh, oh, they do? Okay. Yeah, it's like uh, Lord of the Rings on Prime or something like that. Okay. They, so they have a Twitter. And the, and the first thing they released was a map of Middle Earth. And if you, you, you're not a Lord of the Rings person, right? You don't like No, I mean, I, really. I, I saw the movies. I, you know, I enjoyed them for what they were, but I never got into, um, never got into it, you know? Right. Okay, so I like I I, I had that stint where I, w- I was kind of into Dungeons and Dragons for a while when when I was in junior high I think, and that's yeah. kind of when I was introduced to it. And then you know the Peter Jackson movies come in, came out and I loved them. Um, okay. I, I thought the Lord of the Rings movies were f- amazing. Um, I was less I, I liked the Hobbit series, um, but I, I I still think Lord of the Rings was stronger. But I'm a you know I've read the Hobbit. I think I've, I I don't think I ever got through the entirety of the Lord of the Rings series. I read uh, Fellowship of the Ring, and I think I maybe got halfway through the Two Towers, but I never finished it. Oh, so, okay, right. So I, I that's the kind of fan I am. I'm I'm not you know immersed in in the lore of middle earth like some some people right. are yeah uh, but, but I, more so than like me per se because right. i think i tried to read one of the books i remember getting like three chapters maybe you know it just being like okay i'm done <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah it gets very like it gets real involved and um, I mean, they're really well written, but it's just that, you know, they get dense, you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not an easy read. The, so the first thing that was released on this Twitter thing was a map of Middle Earth. And if you're, if you know anything about the Lord of the Rings series, they, you know, like Tolkien created this map of Middle Earth. It's in all the books. It's very well known. It was in the movies. Um, that's the first thing they, they released. And there had been a lot, there, there had been rumors that what the series was going to be was kind of a prequel and it was going to follow the character of Aragorn. And it was like his adventures before the War of the Ring. That's what, okay. It's kind of what everybody thought was going to happen. 
And uh, what the, what's what's come out now that they've released all this stuff is what they think is, is and, and they've, they've said that the series is going to take place in the second age of Middle Earth, right? So the third age is when all of the events that we're most familiar with take place, right? Like that's when The Hobbit takes place. That's when the War of the Ring happens. And that happens like at the end of the third age. And the third okay. age is like 3,000 years long or something like that. And the second age is about 3,000 years long. So the events of the series is gonna are going to take place in the second age. And we know this because they released a map with a uh, an like an island called Numenor. And it's like clearly labeled on the map. Okay. All of these, you know, and again, I, I'm not super familiar with all the lore of Middle Earth, but many people are. And they knew immediately that Numenor is a, is a it's an island that um, it was actually introduced in the book, The Similarian, which uh, oh. wrote before he wrote. I think he wrote it before he wrote The Hobbit and the and The Lord of the Rings, but he never published it until after his death. But the Similarian has a lot of the lore from a lot of the history from the first and second age. Oh, and I see. Okay. So Numenor is this land from the second age, and it was actually sort of based on Atlantis. Oh. And it's it's, a, it's like a kingdom that eventually is that is destroyed by the end of the second age. So what everybody sort of determined is that this this isn't going to be a prequel about Aragorn because Numenor would have been destroyed thousands of years before Aragorn was even born. So with this time period, it was when Sauron, who is the big enemy in the Lord of the in the War of the Ring, is actually in bodily form. Because that's one of the confusing things about Lord of the Rings is uh, he's the he's the big bad guy in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but he's never in like human form. He's this sort of like entity, you know? Right. So what they think the series is going to do is it's going to have uh, Sauron as, as like a being, like a, an entity, you know, a, a human being, and he's going to be the bad guy. And it's going to be all about how he comes to power, how he forges these rings, um, how it, you know, he, how he forges the ring of power, how, uh, how all of this stuff sort of happens. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting how, how this is going to happen, how this, how they're going to do this. Um, because we're probably going to see now again, Aragorn is a human. So he's, you know, I, a lot of Tolkien's characters are very old, but you know, humans don't live thousands of years, like maybe the elves and stuff do. So we might right. see some of those characters in it, but we're not going to see, you know, we're probably not going to see Aragorn. We may not see hobbits, right? Because hobbits, I, I read at this as I was doing, you know, some reading for the show tonight. Right. Hobbits don't like occupy the Shire, which is where all the little houses are. Yeah. That happen until sometime in the middle of the third age. You know? Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So it's 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 really going to be interesting. It's like uncharted territory, right? Okay. And, um, and while they they have to follow the the story, they they have this big sort of sandbox that they can kind of play it. You know, yeah. like um, you know, because it's so so much time. You know, it's so long before any of the events of the of what we've seen on the film that they they can pretty much do whatever they want. Right. right. I mean, it it sounds like the end result would be like. The only thing they have to do is get Sauron to become the eyeball, you know, or be, you know, I mean, get it. They, they have to have him become like sort of immortal or, or leave his bodily form, and I guess get the ring formed. Right. Would that be is that right? Yeah. I, for, I forget the origin of the, the they, ring. The rings are sort of formed like they they're forged over time, and there's a there's a whole story that goes along with that. But um, the rings are forged over time, so I think what we're going to see is we're going to see those rings get formed. I think the apparently, and again, I'm not familiar with. Numenor, but that's apparently a, a key piece of the history of Middle-earth, right? Okay. I think Aragorn's ancestors are, are originally from Numenor, and then they move over after the destruction of the island, or of the of that land mass, they move to the rest of the, the map the of Middle-earth, right? the main yeah. part of Middle-earth. And then, you know, eventually, you know, they go on to become kings and all that kind of stuff. Oh, um, so it's it's a real important part of the lore. But a lot of people are saying you're probably going to see like the destruction of Numenor. You're probably going to see all these events sort of leading up to it. It's, uh, you know, and, and what I've read is that Sauron is defeated like a half dozen times <laughs> during, <laughs> during, during the course of the events of Middle-earth, right? You know, the, the War of the Ring, when we see him defeated, is kind of like the last time he's defeated. But um, apparently he's defeated 
defeated a bunch of times before that. And, you know, and that's what this story is going to show, like him kind of like rising to power and then maybe getting thrown out of power and then coming back to power. We're going to see the, the forging of the rings, which is kind of exciting. Right. Um, it's just going to be really interesting. And you, you're going to see like alliances, you know, because like at the beginning of those films, you sort of get this history lesson. You know, if you've ever w- watched the original Fellowship of the Ring, right. um, like the first five minutes of the film is sort of like a history lesson of how we got to where we got, oh. or how, how, how this movie begins. And what I think we're going to see is the details of behind that history, that brief history we get at the beginning of Fellowship of the Ring. So it's kind of exciting. Like I, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I mean, it's apparently they're they're putting a bunch of money into this. Like I've, I, I don't know if I read that it's going to be the, you know, the the most expensive thing they've ever done or or series they've ever filmed. But it, it's certainly the most expensive thing Amazon has ever done. You know, in regards to like creating a a, a show, right? You know, an original. No, but I don't know if it's like overall, it's like the most ever spent on a TV show. Oh, I see. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's up there. I mean, they're gonna put they're gonna put a lot of money in it. Apparently, Peter Jackson is. I don't think he's gonna. Be, I mean, there's some speculation he may direct like some episodes and that kind of thing. Oh. Um, but he's at least going to be a creative consultant because he's kind of the go-to guy for Middle Earth. Yeah, that would make sense. Well, and that was my biggest question when I heard the rumblings that this was sort of taking place was, I guess those movies, they so they exist in, in terms of this new series. While it's not a direct sequel or a prequel, it, it kind of is in a way. You know what I mean? Like it's, right. you know, it's so long beforehand that it's not, but the movies still stand. I, I mean, I guess right. it does... So like Warner Brothers, I think owns the rights to those movies, right? Correct. And and I think at one point people were thinking that Amazon was going to redo the Lord of the Rings trilogy in television format. Yes, um, I do remember that. Yeah, and that's that is absolutely not what's happening. It, oh, okay, know, it, they're still unclear exactly what they're doing, but they're not yeah. doing that. And it appears they're not doing. You know, it's not going to be young Aragorn, right? Because it's going to take place long before he was ever in the picture. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. This is it's really cool. And and like the one thing, one of the things that they announced, they made this announcement, and I just thought this was really cool. So there's this little poem that that's in the the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's also in the movies that they talk about. And they talk about the rings and it's three rings for the elven lords under the sky, seven for the dwarf lords in their halls of stone, nine for mortal men doomed to die, and one for the dark lord on his dark throne. And they, they released the, the map on March 7th, 2019, right? Okay. So if you write that out, it's three slash seven slash 19, <laughs> right? And you've got right. three rings for the elven lords under right. the sky. Seven for the dwarf lords in their halls of stone, nine for mortal men doomed to die, and one for the dark lord on his throne. Oh, like, that's I thought, cool. So that could be a coincidence, but I right. Don't. You know, yeah, so I that, that yeah. was that was really clever. Like they know that you know, and again, I'm not I'm not this person. Like I like this stuff, but I am not like the you know scholar of Middle Earth history or anything. Right. But they know there are people out there that are, and that is totally for them. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's so funny. So it's it's. I think this is going to be cool, and it's going to be something to look for, and it's coming in 2020. Twenty ten, cool. Yeah, that's all. That's all we know. Oh, that sounds really neat. Is that? Yeah, it sounds cool. It, it'll be interesting to see um, uh, with all these new streaming services. You know, Amazon being a big one now, obviously. But um, you know, all these like and we talked about earlier, um, Time Bandits, and all these streaming services are just looking to just gobble up any sort of in, you know property or any sort of uh, IP type of thing where. You know, they can grab it and say, okay, this is ours now. We're going to run with it. You know, I would hope and have some success with it. So it should be very interesting to see how this all plays out. Yeah. I mean, I really think like when you, when you think about the uh, world building that Tolkien created, you know, Lord of the, this Middle Earth stuff is ripe for this kind of TV series. I mean, you can go on for, I mean, you know, and it's like, you know, I'm talking about these ages that are like thousands of years. Like there's. 6,000 years between in the first second age and the third age, you know, I mean, you can do whatever you want, you know, yeah, like, really. I mean, they, can, they have this huge amount of material and, and, uh, time to just, to just play around. I mean, you couldn't pick a, a better property. 
Right, yeah. You know, for a streaming service like this. So that's kind of, you know, I mean, other than Star Wars, I don't know what else you could, maybe in Harry Potter, maybe. There's there's not a lot of these things that have this, like, a world that, you know, is right there that you can do whatever you want with. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, the only thing I, it's, I can think of is, like, now Game of Thrones, you know, and that obviously owes so much to Lord of the Rings, I would imagine. Right. It's funny when I called up first. You were talking about the map, and I looked up Amazon the uh, the Twitter account, and I looked at the map, and I yeah right away I thought of Game of Thrones. I'm like, wait, oh wait, no, this is Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's just that sort of you can see that I again I I I've never seen it or read about it, but I can only imagine that he's said yes. I've gotten a lot of inspiration from Lord of the Rings over you know over time. Yeah, for, I'm uh, sure. Uh, right, I'm sure they borrow that 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 is they he's borrowed heavily from. You know, like groundwork that Tolkien laid yeah, out. Yeah, you know, right. Just, I mean, the fact that there's a map and you know, like different, right. just certain little things, just surface things. I mean, you know, just, but also the the building of the story and and you know, now that is kind of funny because now they're also going to do after Game of Thrones wraps, they're going to go back and do like a prequel series on that too. Oh, really? Yeah, HBO is already working on it, and it's going to be. Um, oh, I don't have the, the, I don't have the details to really talk about it, but it's. Um, from what I understand, it's going to sort of be like the story of the Children of the Woods. Is that right? Oh, really? And sort of, I think it's going to be sort of like that tale. So similar to this, where it's like, you know, a generation before this, all this bad stuff happened. Or, you know, sort of basically, like, yeah, how did we get to where the, the original thing started? Like, it's kind of going that way. Huh, interesting. Um, yeah. So I'll be curious to see how, they, how that works out. Good stuff. All right, good. Yeah, so let's keep an eye out. Yeah. So shall we do our review of Captain Marvel, the big yes. the big event? So we went and saw Captain Marvel this weekend. Yeah. Uh, we saw it Saturday with the families. Yeah. What'd you think? Give me your first impressions. And I, we should probably first start before we start. Um, I don't know that you could review this movie without doing spoilers, right? Because oh, there's, yeah. there's kind of a lot of them. So this is going to be a fully spoiler review. <laughs> so yeah, if you have right. not seen it, come back to us after you have. But um, <laughs> this is your this is your warning. We're, yeah, we're fair warning. Cool. Spoiler alert. So we did see it on Saturday. I thought it was a um, good Marvel movie. I, I didn't I didn't absolutely love it, but I really did like it. I enjoyed it, and um, it definitely fits in with all the other the Marvel movies. The main I'm trying to think the main the main gist of the movie. It wasn't confusing as in the right way, but it took you a while to figure it out a little bit. Is what I guess a good way to describe it. And yeah. some of that may may have been because I wasn't as familiar with captain marvel as i was with the other heroes you know what i mean like it, it, you know captain america you always kind of knew his general shtick yeah, so you know so with captain marvel it was a very it was like a learning curve you're like wait what is happening here you know but i did like it i did enjoy it i kind of i think i'm kind of in the same boat like it's not my favorite marvel movie and and you know preface this by saying like i love all of the marvel movies i mean there's none of them that i hate right yeah um but i i thought this was good i thought it was a good addition to the to the lore i mean it's like i said it's not my favorite marvel film but um, it's probably like middle of the road for me. I thought it was really good. I mean, it's an origin story. Felt it was like a little bit like I, I liked it. I think I liked it more than I liked Doctor Strange. Okay, you know, so it's probably like middle of the road for me. That's yeah, I, I think that's that's an, a good reading on it. Um, I found myself because it took place. The movie takes place in the '90s. Because of that, I felt like a lot of the movie or a lot of things in the movie, I I was left wondering. Like I shouldn't say left. I would say during the movie, I would find myself thinking. Where does that fit in, or or what's that from, or like, um, you know, what do you call it? Like, so, the, spoiler, but the terrorist act shows up in this movie, and I just remember thinking, like, you know, oh wait, what's that doing here, and, you know? And so the story is playing out on the screen in front of you, and my mind's working over time behind the scene, like, well, where does that belong? How does that fit in here? Yeah. Where, you know, where, where did that end up? And uh, I felt that way with a few things, like, um, you know, Nick Fury and Coulson. Uh, both appear and they're both you know de-aged digitally but right. i think as a and as an aside it looked fantastic yeah i thought uh, they, that, both, they, that, they both they both great that technology is amazing now but yeah. um you know but even those guys like so they show up and you're like oh wait so nick fury he doesn't have a, he's he doesn't have his eye patch and he's he sounds like he's just getting started out and uh, you, you, so you just mentally, I was almost like file keeping, you know, you're sort of like, well, wait, well, how's this fit in and where's this going? And what, what, yeah. what you know, oh, shield's not a big thing yet. Okay. I get it. I get it. You know? Yeah. It was, I, I almost felt like, I mean, and I, I, I liked this movie. I liked Brie Larson. I thought Captain Marvel was great. I, I mean, all, all the fight scenes, but I, I, I think I, I felt like it was almost like a little rushed. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel, you know, like they were trying to get a lot into this movie because yeah. they've got to, like, this has to be a fully fleshed out character for Endgame, right? right. And so I've, I felt like they were trying to get a bunch of stuff in there so that we're able to, you know, identify with this character when she's in Endgame, because I think she's going to be really important in Endgame. And I just almost felt like it was it was like a, a little rush, that's all. I mean, I, I thought it was good, but I, I just, like you're saying, it's, at some point you're like, wait, what? What's happening now? Like, what all, what all yeah. just happened? To, you know. Yeah, they're throwing a lot of information at right. you. Yeah, I mean, they were they were clever about it, but at the same time, there was a lot of information coming at you about not only Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, but also the the rest of the universe. And it, you know, right. uh, the other movies, a lot of times, it felt like it was much more about like here, like Doctor Strange. It was like here's Doctor Strange, here's how magic works, and they really didn't. I, I don't really feel like it, 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 they were too worried about tying him into everything. Just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm right. sure maybe that maybe I'm maybe they did and I just didn't notice it as much. But it feels like this one, they kind of went a little bit almost out of their way to tie it in. Yeah, because when you think about it, like we've never met the scrolls before. Right. So we see we meet right. the scrolls for the first time in this film. Yeah. We don't really know anything about them. They're in there. And then, um, you know, and then. Like we do, we don't really know a whole lot about the Cree. We've met them before, but we don't know a whole lot about them. Ronan shows up again as a younger man, and or you know before he becomes you know gets the power stone and all that stuff. Yeah, so we see Ronan. Yeah, before, yeah, he before he becomes like a a, a zealot. Like they he, right. apparently, from what I gathered, is like uh, what was his title um, for the Cree? They had like basically these like uh, it's not the right word, but this group of enforcers. And that's what Ronan was part of the those guys. And then it sounds like by the time Guardians of the Galaxy rolls around, he sort of has abandoned them and gone rogue and he's off on his own being a crazy person, basically. Right, right. So you that's know. the only time that's the only other time we've met the Kree, right? That I, well, yeah. So they were in the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think they've mentioned them several uh, times on the Agents of Shield, but oh, we've never yeah, met like No, now on Agents of Shield now. That was confusing. They they've been on Agents of Shield. Coulson is part Cree or has like Cree blood in him now. That's like right. part of his coming back. The Inhumans, which were part of Agents of Shield and then had their own TV show that nobody really watched. <laughs> they their origin is that they were um, the Cree years a long time ago came to earth and experimented on people and like that's what sort of created the inhumans and so like that's their little dovetail race over there so they're kind of like part Cree, something like that right um there were i remember them fighting like big blue a couple of big blue guys like there were Cree aliens um you know so the Cree, and then the last season it took place in an alternate future but there were Cree there there were blue again they're just a bunch of blue aliens there and stuff so there were a, there's a lot of crease. There's a lot going on, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't feel like I knew a lot about them. You know, like right. they were they were around, but again, it's like a lot of it was mentally housekeeping. Like I'm like, wait a minute, these are the Cree. Okay, wait, do we know this or do we, you know? And even the reveal in the movie. Again, sorry for the spoiler, but it, it, the the reveal in the movie is that the Cree are actually the bad guys, right? And that the scrolls are are just trying to find a place to live and they're actually not bad guys at all um that's a big twist in the movie and it's a in terms of the movie i guess if you, if you didn't know any better it's a good twist it, it wouldn't really bother you but then i was left to like wait like wondering like wait a minute wait a minute wait, wait the Cree are bad guys now um yeah. you know because i thought they were our friends or i thought you know i thought we were kind of getting along with them and then the scrolls are have always been bad guys as far as i know in the comic books and so for them suddenly to be good i was like wait 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 what you know that really threw me well, off well I think really, I mean, if if we're talking in terms of comic books, I don't think either one of them are like good guys, right? Neither race is like a friend to our heroes. They may work with them occasionally or something, but yeah. they're always like they're always kind of like devious and like they're they're just they've they've been fighting this war for thousands of years and they're just always fighting each other. Yeah. And and and, and then they kind of like pull others into their conflict, you know. Yeah. I guess I always yeah. I I guess the Cree I we've I feel like the the comics I've read the heroes right right maybe not our friends but they definitely feel like they've worked with them a lot more. Right. Um, whereas like the scrolls, I just feel like that they're just bad guys. Like I don't, I, I can't remember any stories where like they were actually like, you know, like in the, in the movie, uh, the main guy, Telos, yeah. the main, the main, right. He ended up being kind of cool and like, kind of like, you know, he was like a, an, like an ally. 
And I don't remember ever seeing that in the pages of the comics. I'm sure maybe it did happen somewhere, but from what I've read, I just remember much much more recent times where um, they did the whole secret invasion storyline in the comics where the Skrulls had invaded Earth and like taken over and like they had various heroes that turned out to be you know, Skrulls in disguise and it was a big event they did it. So, um, right. So that's again, a lot. A lot of people were thinking that was the next big thing. Yeah. Was that you know after after Infinity War that it was going to be the secret invasion and scrolls were going to be the big bad guys but like now they're they're you know from based at least this group that she's dealt with are kind of like good guys yes not good right. guys, but they're not anti no, right and they did have kevin uh faggy say um he did come out and say like the same thing he's like well look he goes you know that could still happen he goes you know there's a lot of different scrolls out there right so right. you know while this group maybe ends up somewhere nice and has a pleasant thing you know, the other guys that show up may not be so nice. So, right. Yeah. But, but I just, I, I think that's, if, if, if there was anything that I, I found lacking in this movie, it's, it was that I, I feel like they were trying to get so much into it so that she, you know, because I, I think a, a lot of, I think this movie was made with the end game in their mind, you know, that yeah. that was going to be like, they've get, we've got to get this character out. We got to get her flushed out and we got to, and we got to make her, you know, a good character character so that when endgame comes out she's she makes a lot of sense and i think that's kind of yeah. where, where it was and if 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 the movie had a problem i think it was it was just that that it was that it that they were trying to put so much into it yeah i know right i would agree with that uh, it, you, you know if you just boil it down and take away a lot of the the universe stuff if you just boil it down to um you know carol danvers and captain marvel and, and her basic story you know that's a very straightforward you know, origin story and and that itself is, is it felt like it was a good story and everything, but yeah, um, you know, uh, yeah, she and she can't, definitely came across as you know very capable, very heroic. Um, you know, like in the beginning, she like kind of doesn't really know what's going on with herself. Like she kind of has she's lost her memory, so like she's kind of like you're, you're kind of sympathetic to her. You're like, oh, you know, this girl doesn't really know what happened to her. You know, and then you find out she once she does start to figure it out, she starts piecing things together. Like, oh, I'm I'm being lied to even more now. You right, know, it was right from the scroll or from the Cree, but yeah, but once she figures it out, um, you yeah, know, then she does, she goes full Captain Marvel, and uh, yeah, so that was pretty cool. And I, it was pretty cool to see the Terrasec in the movie, I didn't expect to see it, you know, so it was pretty neat. Now, do you think, like, when the what do you call it? So, the cat, the Marvel, the woman scientist, yes, Lawson, so, what's that, Marvel or Lawson, right? Oh, so, okay, all right, so. She was working on like interstellar drive and all that, and then had right. the Terrasec there. Is it Terrasec or is it Tesseract? Oh, what am I? Yeah, <laughs> damn it, <laughs> saying, the, saying the wrong thing the whole time. I'll let it slide because I've heard you say it a couple times. I was like, Is that what he's talking about? <laughs> what am I? What, I what, what the hell is a Terrasec then? What is that? What I don't know where I'm pulling that from. Uh, so the Tesseract, okay. okay. So the Tesseract, she was, I guess, using that to sort of instigate or sort of build onto and try to build right. this quant, this you know, light speed drive or something like that. Right. Okay. So maybe we, maybe at this point, we give a a brief history of the MC of the Tesseract in the MCU, <laughs> right? <laughs> Of all of the Infinity Stones, this is the this is the one we see most frequently, right? Yeah, and we're introduced to it in Captain America, right? At the beginning, that's what uh, Red Skull takes, and he builds all the weapons with it. Right. It gets lost at the end of Captain America, the first Avenger, right? It falls yes. out of the plane and into the ocean, right? Right, yeah, right before Cap crashes the plane, right? right? And it also shoots Red Skull off into the space, and we don't see him again until Infinity War. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Now at the end of Captain America the first Avenger, Tony Stark is looking for the Tesseract and okay. he's also looking for Cap, right? Remember that, that's, that's Wait, they're Tony like, or, ha- or Howard? Howard, Howard. Okay, okay. Howard Stark is in like a sub or a boat or yes. something. Yes. They're looking, they're scouring the ocean floor and he's looking for both the Tesseract and Cap. Right. And he finds Cap, but we never really know about the Tesseract until Avengers, where it shows up again in the possession of S.H.I.E.L.D. So at some point, we assume now that Howard found it. Right. in Shield's possession, and then Lawson was using it to create this light speed engine. Okay, right, and really, I guess it's it's responsible for Carol Danvers' powers. That that's what my where my question was going earlier. Okay. 
is that at one point Carol tries to blow the Tesseract up, right? Or the, right. she tries to blow the, the spaceship, the engine up. The engine up, so that it doesn't fall into the hands of the Kree. Oh, wait a second. The Kree? Right? Yeah. Or is that... She, right. I think at the time she thought she was destroying it because the Skrulls were coming to get it, but when the guy who comes out of the mist is is Jude Law. Oh, right, <laughs> right. right, yeah. So he's the... So they, they, she destroys it so they that he doesn't get it right right and then it explodes and she gets showered with the energy or whatever and then he kidnaps her and they take her back to the planet because he knows she's got she's like full of this right full of the the energies of the tesseract i guess right but but they don't seem to Kree themselves were not aware of the tesseract they were more aware of the light speed engine. Right. That's right. 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 Okay. All right. So it kind of go- makes sense then. So like, whereas the Red Skull created all those super weapons using the Tesseract. So Lawson Marvell was able to also use that to create this, um, you know, this warp speed, light speed engine type of thing. The you know, the prototype, whatever it may have been. Right. Okay. I got it. And you. I kind of like that. I liked that we got the, like the Tesseract it was sort of at the root of this movie too. Like I thought that was kind of cool because it shows how, I mean, you know, we've sort of been following the Tesseract now in a different bunch of different yeah. ways. It shows you just how powerful those these stones are. You know? Right. Yeah. That, 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 you know, why Thanos is, is looking for these stones, you know, because they can do all these things, you know, and this is just one stone. Um, you know, and, it, and, and, and the fact that that stone ends up creating, or the Tesseract ends up creating yeah. Carol Danvers and making her one of the most powerful superheroes in the MCU at this point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so now, all right, so now the Tesseract, what stone does that end up being? So the stone in the Tesseract is the space stone. Right, okay. That's the space stone. And um, and that's the stone that we've seen a lot of more than anything else. Yeah, that's been like, yeah, that's really been the main, uh, one of the main stones. But that would also make sense if it's the space stone. Um, I forget the exact powers of it, but if, you know, if you're talking about light speed and stuff like that, I guess that would make sense, right? Right. And of, and then, of course, what did you think? I know there, there's some... Um, you know, people online that are upset about this. But what did you what did you think about the end credit scene? Oh, with, with the event with the Avengers? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, with the with the Tesseract. Oh, with the cat peeking it up. Yeah, I thought yeah, that was yeah. hysterical. I liked I it a it was lot. I, there's people online are all upset about that. It was like it's funny. Come on. What, the, what were they upset about? I didn't see I anything about they that. They just just like oh, it's you know, it's ridiculous. I'm like, oh, come on. Talking about like superheroes, it's, it's fine. It's a comic book movie, and it's, it's com- I mean, and it's right. fun, you know. It was like, funny. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny too, especially throughout the whole movie. You know, the the cat was uh, definitely played a huge role, or the fur. What would they call it? Fur. What is it? Flurkin. Did you? What did you think of Goose? Did you like was, Goose? Yeah, he was great. Goose was great. <laughs> he was funny. I was spoiled going in. I saw a, a stuffed animal somewhere that had that like the tentacles coming out of his mouth. <laughs> so I knew, I, you know, I knew that was cu- something like that was coming. But he was cracking me up, and um, yeah, he made me laugh. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Nick Fury was cracking me up. He's like, he would like is how much he liked him, and then he scratched yeah. his eye out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I just thought that was really funny. I did too. I mean, I, I did hear somebody. They were you know a little disappointed that that title lost his eye, and I, I can sort of understand why you would want that to be some big heroic or big dramatic sequence. Right, right, right. At the same time, it was very funny and he, when he got his eyes scratched and he goes oh he goes that'll be fine and then they cut to the one scroll and he, <laughs> he's, and he's like no one <laughs> he's like shaking his head he's like no <laughs> I, what did you what did you what you think of nick fury in this movie i thought i thought he was like i thought this was a great like i thought nick and and carol danvers together were were great i thought it was kind of like a buddy movie you know it really and, was. yeah and i thought they were they were really good together I thought so too. I really liked it. I re- I enjoyed it a lot. It was fun to see Nick Fury being not so Nick Furious. You know what I mean? Like right. getting a start and kind of being like nice. <laughs> you know? right. Like it's not as not as grizzled as he as he. Yeah, yeah. Later, and I mean, I you know, I mentioned the the aging technology or whatever, but like you know, his first appearance, you're like, wow, that looks great, but like instantly forgot about it. Like didn't you know what I mean? Didn't even stop to think about it after a while. He just it, it just was seamless. I thought. Yeah, and you when you think about it, like there's a lot of action in this movie, and he's running around and like falling on the floor, and and the whole time, like I there was never a moment when I was like, eh, it doesn't look that good right there. 
Right. You know, I mean, yeah, it was really like it, there, there was never a moment where I was like, yeah, that's a little rough right there. I mean, he was it was really good the entire way through. He was yeah. in a lot of this movie. He really was. Yeah, because I know going into the movie, I thought just based on the de-aging technology, I thought I'm like, OK, he's not going to be in it nearly as much as as they're letting on. Right. You know, or you know, they they tried to make it seem like he was going to be, a, but he was, yeah, he was in like, you know, what, like, I don't know, eighty percent of the movie. I mean, he was all over the place. Yeah, he was right. He was he was in all, almost the whole movie, uh, and there wasn't a single scene where I didn't think the de aging technology. Was right. Great. You know, and Coulson, I didn't notice it as much for Coulson. Like, I mean, I they, you know, they de aged. He wasn't in it nearly as much, and they did de aged him. I did. I just didn't notice. I mean, you know, it's not like Clark Gregg. I mean, he doesn't look old, <laughs> you know. No, right. He kind of he, he's been very lucky. I think you know. His, yeah. his, the only th- it was funny. The one scene with him where I found myself wondering uh, with him, I'm like, I wonder if they de-aged him, like because they gave him hair, you know. And I was like, right. I'm like, I wonder is he wear like did they put a toupee on him for the role and then de-aged his face or like I was like curious. I actually found myself wondering like how did they do that with him? Yeah, you know. Like even I mean I never didn't really think even but with like Sam Jackson like I guess they made him up in such a way that they probably made him look younger to begin with and then they used the technology on top of it maybe, maybe. there's gonna be eventually they're gonna have some spe- something come out and they're gonna show you how they did it but um, yeah and that was really neat I thought yeah they did they did a nice job with that but I, I mean I I mean what what's your overall thought like I like this movie a lot I, mean, I, I liked it a lot uh, yeah over uh, i mean a solid i would say a solid b i mean a solid yeah. b level movie i mean like you said it wasn't my favorite but it, I, I didn't hate it i didn't you yeah. know I, I mean i liked it i had a fun time and if it's on i'm gonna watch it again i just wanted to know i think that for me that's what was lacking like there was a lot of stuff that i would have liked to have known more about like i would have liked to have seen more of Carol Danvers' backstory, which we really we really didn't see. You know, like her her backstory is a human. You know, is in the Air Force. Like, you know, and I, I, you know, what I'm saying, like, we didn't really see much of that. I mean, they, you saw a lot of it in the trailers, which made me think, you know, they were going to be flashbacks and stuff like that, and we really didn't get that. You know, I mean, well, was, a lot of it was was were flashbacks, but in her mind, so it was like memory right. flashes, right, and so. I, I actually think this might be a movie that it would pay off to watch again. Right. Like, Agreed. you know, a lot of these movies, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen them, you know, I've watched them all a couple of times, but like, you know, a lot of them, you go in, you, you, you get the full story and you can leave and you're, you know, you're like, okay, I got it. You know, whereas this one, it might pay to go in and watch it again, knowing what you know, because then you might be able to focus more on like, oh, these flashbacks, they're cueing me in on who she is, but they're also kind of like helping herself figure out who she is. Right. That, it, that's, a, it's, that's a very good point. It's a, it's, a, it's a good movie to see more than once, I think. Yeah. You know, to, to, to catch things that you, may, you maybe missed the first time around because you weren't sure you should be looking for them, you know? Right, right. All right, so what did you think? Right, now we talked a little bit about the... Um, the Tesseract end credit scene. What'd you think about the other, the end game end credit scene? Oh, I thought that was great. I really liked yeah. that. I mean, I, you know, luckily I would say going into the movie, I knew the end credit was, that's where the, the link to um, end game would be. So I, I would, I would feel bad if somebody was waiting the whole movie for something, you know, more so than the end credit. But, um, but I, but I really liked it. Yeah. And the way they did it, it was really neat. You know, the buildup of the beeper and then all of a sudden she's just there and where's fury. I mean, that was yeah. really cool. I thought, yeah, I see, this is what, you know, like I, I, a couple of weeks back, I complained when, when the end end game trailer came out, I was like, I just want something. I want something more, you know? Right. And, right. um, you know, this was, I, I mean, I'd like to see a little bit more, but this was, this is what I was looking for. You know, like I want to see these characters, like how they've been impacted by, everything that happened and and i think it was really you know and it was like it was a quick it was yeah scene, it was quick you know but like it was it was cool to see you know you see cap you see black widow you see um uh who was uh the hulk bruce banner wasn't he in the background bruce banner was there yeah. and and you kind of see those guys like they have stuff up on the screens i think at one point that you know they said they either say or you see something about like three three you know million people unaccounted for or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. And um you could right, you, know, you could see they're they're actively working. They're trying right. to figure this out. Right. Like you could see like this must be 
shortly after everything that's happened, um, but long enough that they were able to find Fury's last coordinates and and find yeah. the paper and you know, and they're trying to do something with it. And I just thought that that was really cool. Like it just because that's what I kind of wanted to say. I want to see it's a glimpse of what happened after the snap. You know, yeah. and that's that's kind of yeah. what I was looking for. So this was it was I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, they did in the, the one trailer. They did show that sort of hinted that they were moving on. Or not moving on, that they would never forget. But, you know, they gave you that hint, but this was, you know, sort of real. Like, it was a real scene, and here's what's happening. You know, all right, yeah. the Avengers, what's left of them, they're they're trying, and they're, you know, looking for what's going on, and they're, like I said, they found the beeper, and they're, we don't know what it's doing, but we got we to gotta keep it powered up, and we got to keep it going to see what's happening here. And so, right. I, yeah, I really like that. Yeah, that was a, gr- that was a great... Um great scene i'm I'm, uh, and and i'm glad they added it in there so i almost feel like this is um you know a lot of the end credit scenes are hint at other stuff but i think this is a scene that we're actually going to see in endgame right like oh you think you think so yeah like you remember how i i forget after which movie it was but we actually saw uh falcon and captain america and bucky was had his arm in that vice thing yeah and and that actually ended up being a scene in civil war um Oh, I, I wonder right. if this is not going to be a scene we're going to see in Endgame. Well, I do know that the uh, apparently the Russo brothers did direct that scene. Oh, really? Yeah, so it, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, like you said, that is part of the movie. I mean, it would almost have to be. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's uh, something to look forward to. I'm excited yeah. about that. We'd be remiss if we didn't take a moment and talk about the, the Stan Lee stuff, because there's, there's yes. really good Stan Lee stuff in here, and I'm, I'm really glad... They kind of went a little. They went the extra mile on this one, you know. They and, really did. You know, yeah. and I was I was glad. I mean, you you we get it right off the bat. You know, as soon as the movie starts, the the Marvel logo comes up, and lately it's been a a montage of all the superheroes from ver- the various movies. Um, but this time it was a montage of all of Stan Lee's cameos in all of the films. Yeah, and just great i mean what a what a way to start i mean it was just really it was perfect it really was it was fantastic unexpected which was such a nice surprise because i I wasn't aware of that going into it yeah i was totally like i totally i had read something that there was you know i thought they were gonna there was gonna be some text or something you know and there was i mean after that you get a, a a just on the black screen white letters said thank you stan right um but really like perfect you know, that, that oh, was, it was, and it was funny just like watching all his all his cameos. You know, in the brief seconds of the of the you know the the logo spinning and moving around, and you realize like, man, this guy's been in like, you know in a ton of movies. <laughs> yeah, right. One thing I remember seeing, and I may, might be misremembering, but like I think the one was his cameo from the um, Fantastic Four movie where he played right. Willie Lumpkin. Yeah, and I was surprised to see that in there because technically it's not a Marvel movie. I mean, it is, but it was a 20th Century Fox and all that, so it was neat to see that that was included in there. And, uh, you know, I, I imagine some Spider-Man cameos may have been in there too. Just it was right, neat to see right. them bring everything together like that. I really yeah. liked that. It was really, it was, that was great. I was kind of expect. I was really glad they did it. That was awesome. Yeah. And then, and then we also got a cameo in the film. Right. And, and this was great. Stan is, is sitting on the train. It was a train or a bus. It was, it was a, a train. Tra- like a, yeah, the train, right. So he's one of the passengers on the train and he's sitting in his seat and he's reading. And what was, what's the phrase he say? I can't remember, but like he's reading from something and he's saying something over and over and it turns out and he, like it's only for a quick second you see it. right did you do you know what he's reading yeah he's reading the script from uh mall rats right which is which kevin is, smith's movie from the 90s right right and apparently i just read this today i have not confirmed it but apparently that was the first time he did a cameo really that's what i that's what i read today so that is oh. the first time he did a cameo in anything okay. and so it's like a tribute to you know his his first cameo and um and he's saying the lines from from mall rats that right. he says in the, yeah. in the movie and um and it, i thought this was really cool because kevin smith then tweeted who you know and as we all know kevin smith's a super fan right um you know, Kevin Smith then tweeted that, you know, he was really excited that he, you know, and, and really moved that, like, now he's part of the MCU, right? <laughs> yeah, like, I did officially see that. part of the MCU. But <laughs> and his question was, but did I survive the snap? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so that that's pretty cool. 
that was really neat. I really, that was a really neat way to do it. And one of the other things I read about that sequence is, so she, the, the scene in the movie is like, she's on the, the train and she's looking for, you see it in the trailer. She's looking for that old, uh, what eventually turns out to be the old lady. And so she's going down, Stan has the script in front of him and she goes over and, you know, kind of puts it down so she can see his face and they actually stay on Stan for an extra minute or two and he smiles. Right. And right. they cut back to her and it almost feels like and this is somebody's take on it, but it almost feels like uh, Brie Larson breaks character for a minute and smiles back at him. Right. I read that. I did yeah. Read, I read the same thing. And almost because like really all his other cameos, like for the most part, it's like he doesn't, he's sort of like in the background, like the, 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 I don't think the, you know, the main character ever interacts with him. Necessarily. Yeah. He's, he's, just he's sort always, of like there. Yeah. He's like sitting on the bus or on the bench or yelling out a window or like right, you know, the, right. very, the different cameos. Yeah. It's nothing uh, like that. So that was pretty neat. Yeah. So this, this was cool. So I, I was really glad to say that. Now I don't think it's the last one. Cause I, my no. understanding is he, he filmed several cameos. So we'll probably see him in an end game. The last I heard, yes, there's one for end game. And I believe there's one for Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. And, that, and may be uh, that may be it because after that, Marvel doesn't have any, have any more uh, movies announced, right? Right. Now, what I've heard, you know, whether this is it's all speculation, but what I heard is that they have enough, they have taken enough photos of him and, and they've done it. He's been in enough films that they could theoretically like CGI stand <laughs> into in into future movies right uh, so we'll see if that happened but like, yeah. I, I i don't know if they'll do, they would do that or not but it's um yeah it, that would be a nice tribute you know? it would be nice yeah one of the things that um they did in uh the netflix marvel shows and i can't tell you which one it was he doesn't have as far as i remember he didn't have an actual cameo in any of those like you know a, a filmed cameo one of them they had his picture on like the side of a building a sort of like like a wanted poster or like a missing poster or something like that but so in one scene they walk by and and you see it there so it's like it's that sort of thing where he's making it's a it's a cameo but it's just like a a printed picture type of thing yeah i'm sure we're gonna see we're gonna see more of that and that that would i'm i'm that would make me happy i've always regretted as many comic cons as that man did i never went to one where he was at and got his autograph. That yeah, was, uh, I mean, I think I'd been at a few that he was at and I didn't hang around, but like, that's the one, uh, you know, when I, yeah. when I, when I heard he was really getting sick, that was what the, the thing that I was like, oh, I really should have done that. You know? Yeah, no, I agree with that, but it was a good tribute to Stan. Yes. Very well. So, um, well I don't know. Do you think I, does that cover everything? Do we have anything else for captain Marvel? No, I think we're good. I think, you know, Thumbs up, give it a nice positive review. Go see it if you haven't seen it yet. Definitely worth your time. Definitely worth seeing in the theater, checking it out and everything. Yeah, really. Um, and because I think she's going to play, I really think Captain Marvel's going to play a huge part in Endgame. I haven't read anything about it. I haven't, you know, it's just right. my speculation, but I really think she's going to be a big part of the, of the, of Endgame. I, yeah, I think, right. I agree with you. I mean, just the, the, yeah, you know, her, her powers and or now that the more we talked about it actually just now, but, the, the source of her powers, like there's, you know, there's gotta be more, to, like there's gotta be a reason for that. Like, you know, right. story wise, like I think that'll be uh, very interesting to see how that does play out. Yes, definitely. So, yeah. okay. Well, I guess that's going to wrap us up tonight. Go out and check us out on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. We're posting stuff out there. You can follow us on Twitter at geek hangout pod. We'd love to hear from you out there. Um, we have an Instagram account, geek hangout podcast you can check us out there yeah and uh and and also if, if you can go out and leave us a review on itunes i, I really think it helps us get found and uh we want to keep the show going and we want as many people to listen to us as, as possible <laughs> we, we think we're very profound people don't we yeah of course right absolutely <laughs> so uh yeah go out and leave us a, a, a review on itunes if you can and we would really appreciate that and yeah. we will talk to you next time yeah, good night everybody listening. 